Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block, ripping up fantasy stock, working around the clock. Look at the view from the top. Researching rookies a lot? No, I just be listening to pods. Yeah, one in particular. I'm just a messenger. Let me just pass on the rock. Browning, running, bruning, pronouncing ain't what he's doing. What he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things. And there's Dennis the Bennett. Yeah, the man is a menace. Yeah, building a dynasty. Some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Sly as a fox, cultured in pop, give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box, and you cannot compare him at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire, I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Go. What is going on, everybody? It is finally here. We are one day away from kickoff, and due to our new schedule, Matt and myself will be here every Wednesday afternoon now to go over the Thursday night game with you guys. We're going to talk about ranks, any news, all kinds of stuff, getting you prepared for that Thursday night football kickoff. Matt, by this point in time tomorrow, I'll be getting back, soccer practice, getting ready, sitting down. I, I'm, I cannot wait. I don't really love the Cowboys or really Tampa Bay, but we'll actually get NFL football uh, about an hour away from this time, or maybe two. I don't know. I'm always, I always get confused with the Eastern Central Mountain Coastal Green. I think it's and it's it should, should be eight thirty Eastern, six thirty. That makes my it time, seven thirty your time. So that makes the worst. Probably twenty six uh, hours and fifteen minutes from now. Yeah, I'm not good at math, so I'm glad that you were the one who, who put that out there. But how, how are you doing today on this beautiful Wednesday? Doing pretty good. It's uh, It's been a, uh, a crazy week, uh, crazy. You know, yeah. you know it's uh, a good breezy time for me when I'm wearing my work polo to do the show uh, in my um, – spoiler alert, this is my office. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would say the same thing. I always make sure to never, never wear my work stuff. I will, I'll change really quick, but I got you. You're you're, a, you're stuck there at work uh, joining us live, um, which we definitely appreciate. So let's jump in uh, and talk about the, the news really quick here. Not really a whole lot to go over. The biggest one being, oh, I messed up. We are brought to you by the Pigskin Podcast Network. We are very proud to be a part of that. I always forget to do that. I'm really bad about it. Guys, I can't do math. I can't read. I really can't talk. I'm, I'm just a pretty face, and, and I'm not even that pretty. So, But we are we are glad, glad and proud to be a part of uh, the Pigskin Podcast Network. Go over there and check them out. They've got a ton of great stuff, not just NFL, ton of team-specific podcasts and other sports. If you like hockey, basketball, soccer, baseball, they've got it all. We are definitely proud to be a part of that. Now for the news, Justice Hill tore his Achilles tendon the other day. He is out for the year. What, uh, what do you think about the Ravens? I know. My goodness. Uh, what, what do you think about uh, Baltimore's running back situation? Uh, they did sign Le'Veon Bell. They also have Tyson Williams, who looked good this preseason. He's getting a lot of hype right now. How are you kind of viewing this Baltimore backfield? 
Yeah, so let Bell signed to the practice squad, at least to start. Um, I don't expect him to be active week one. Some people think he's going to have a huge season. I'm less bullish. I think they liked the running backs that they had, and they had Justice Hill, who we figure would probably have had a passing role, not gotten injured. They probably wouldn't have made a change. I think that um, this is, uh, you know, really going to be a – um, heavy Gus Edwards backfield, uh, and then we're going to see some Tyson Williams. And I'm very bullish on Gus Edwards, especially for week one. Yeah, as am I. We'll, we'll jump into our ranks here uh, in a little bit. Uh, probably we'll do it before we preview the game. Um, but so am I. I've got him pretty high up in my ranks as well. I just finished doing uh, a lot of mine, and, and I've got him pretty high. Tyson Williams, do you think he gets involved at all? Like I said, he's getting a lot of hype after the preseason. I do have him in my ranks. I ranked him uh, in the I top six. Okay. Yeah, I have that's, him in. That's right, Kev. That's right. I have him in top 60. I think he'll be involved. Um, we'll have to see. I think they're they're playing the Raiders on Monday Night Football uh, in week one. I'm very confident that Gus is going to be heavily involved. I think they're a big running team. It'll be curious to see. Um, I don't know how the, – the question for me is – did they bring Le'Veon Bell in because they want a better pass catcher? That's kind of was my feel for why, because I think that was the role we thought Justice Hill would have. So I have Tyson Williams in the top 60. I think he's going to get some run, but I have him in the 40s for now. Yeah, that would be my assumption. I'm not big on on Le'Veon Bell. I just – I mean, last time we saw him, he didn't look like he was. He looked like he was a shell of himself. So I'm not really a hundred percent sold that he's going to do much or be much for uh, for Baltimore. Um, for them, I really do think it's going to end up being Tyson and 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 Gus for the the Ravens here. Yep. Uh, okay. So uh dennis isn't here so i'm going to channel my best inner dennis and let you know <laughs> that uh you know the season is here it actually starts tomorrow uh, but that doesn't mean uh, that you won't have want of tools every week we make lineup decisions uh we get trade offers we have to re uh you know reevaluate um so you want to get the flash update pro from fantasyfootballdiehards.com it's a full suite of um, tools that has rankings, configurable cheat sheets, mock drafts, consistency tools, target distribution, snap counts, and more. And if you use the code roundtable, you get an additional 15% off of the already low price of $24. So hop on there today and you will be set for opening weekend. That's right. If we're not around to help you, it is a great tool to use to set your lineups and make sure that you get that win. Obviously, it's always better to start out your fantasy season 1-0 and compared to 0-1. All right, so before we jump into the Thursday Night Football preview, let's uh, let's go over some of our rankings here. Um, I'll kick it off to let, – let's start at quarterback. And so for those of you who don't know – uh, Matt, I'll just be 100% honest, handles almost all of our NFL content over at campstocant.com. I'm not even sure who else has actually put out an NFL article at this point. Uh, but during the season, Matt, myself, and Brandon Hay will be doing weekly rankings for you guys to help you with those tough start sick uh, questions. We're going 32 deep at quarterback, 60 deep at running back and wide receiver, and then 24 deep at tight end. Um, so we'll just give you like our top 12 here. 
Uh, why don't you go like you're from 12 to 6. I'll give my 12 to 6, and then we'll give our top ones. Uh, quarterback first. Yeah. So uh, number 12 for me this week is Justin Herbert. Um, I like him, but they are playing Washington on the road. Um, so I think it's a little bit of a tougher. So just inside, but not as high as I might have had him. Russell Wilson, Seahawks at 11 for me. They're also on the road against the Colts. I think the Colts have a decent defense. I don't think that's going to be super high scoring. Number 10 for me is Ryan Tannehill uh, for the Titans. They're playing the Cardinals. I actually think that's going to be a uh, bullish and high scoring game. Game, but I think the Titans also run a lot more than I expect uh, Arizona to do. Um, number nine, I have Baker Mayfield. Another game I think is going to be high scoring is Browns Chiefs. I think that has the potential to be opening weeks, always a little bit of a toss up, especially since a lot of teams don't play starters. It's hard to forecast um, you know, how these offenses are going to fare, but you have two good offenses to uh, playoff teams. So I like that one. Number eight, I have Dak Prescott with the Cowboys. I love Dak season long. He's going to be working off the rust and playing a good Tampa Bay secondary. Also, those Thursday night games uh, that open the season tend not to exactly have the robust offense we're expecting. And then number seven, I have Tom Brady. Some of the same reasons. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. I don't know if we're going to get a 40-40 game uh, opening yeah. night. You know, I remember a couple of years ago, Bears uh, – Bears Packers, we were all super pumped, ruled out all our fantasy assets, got a 10-3 snooze. Yeah, yeah, that was not a lot of fun. I don't expect that to happen. We'll obviously dive deeper in that in a minute. So mine are pretty close to yours. Herbert just missed, and it's because I really believe in that Washington defense. They're really the reason I, I have them winning the East, uh, which we did on Monday with Dennis. We predicted who we thought was going to win all the, the conferences, um, divisions, everything. Uh, so I have uh, Russell Wilson coming in at 12, Baker at 11, Tom Brady at 10. I got Aaron Rodgers coming in at 9, Dak at 8, and then Matt Stafford at 7. Uh, those are my top seven. I'll give my next six. Uh, uh, one that stands out for you and Brandon, uh, and then I'll get your top guys. So next up for me at six is Ryan Tannehill at five. This is the guy that that is much different from you guys. I believe that's Jalen Hurts. Uh, for Philly, then at four, I have Mahomes, three, Allen, two, Kyler Murray, and then one, Lamar Jackson. Uh, go ahead and give yours, and then we'll kind of talk about if how, the differences. Obviously, Brandon's not here, so we'll, I'll go over some of the differences in our QB ranks. Yeah, so number six for me, I have Aaron Rodgers. Um, I spoiler alert, think that is going to be a blowout uh, of a game. They are playing the Saints, who don't have a lot of weapons, and the Saints are displaced to Jacksonville. Um, I would put Rodgers higher, except for I don't think they'll need him yeah. to go higher. Uh, number five, I have Matthew Stafford with the Rams. I don't think the Rams running game is going to carry them, especially against the Bears, but I like Stafford in that passing game, Sunday night football. Number four, I have Lamar Jackson, uh, the Ravens. I think he's going to end up having to run some. I also think they're going to pass more. I don't think it's a terribly tough defense. Um, number three, I have Josh Allen. I think that's going to be a high-scoring game with the Steelers that they're going to need to put up points. Number two, I have Mahomes um, for the Chiefs just because he's Patrick Mahomes, even though I don't think it's an incredible matchup. Uh, number one for me is yeah. Kyle. Um, I have Murray number one. I think that game uh, between the Cardinals and Titans could end up being the highest scoring of the weekend because both of them have decent offenses and both of them have defenses that leave me with some questions. 
Yeah, uh, Murray was was hard for me. I think, what did I just put him at? I just mentioned it, and I already forgot. I've met two. So my big thing with Lamar is I just I think it's going to be a – a lot of people are questioning them and him kind of thing. And I think you guys, if you watch the show Monday, you know how bad I think Oak or Las Vegas is going to be. I think that they're going to kind of just blow Las Vegas out in this one. So I'm expecting Lamar to have a huge game because I expect him to run a lot. But I do – that secondary is so bad – that I think Hollywood Brown is going to be in for a big game. He's a guy that I have pretty high in my wide receiver rankings this week. I really think Baltimore is going to go off, but I don't disagree with you on the the, the Tennessee-Arizona game. My big thing with that is I wonder if Derrick Henry will get so much running to try and control the clock a little bit that maybe it limits how much time, but it's going to be a shootout because I'm with yeah. you. Neither, neither one of those defenses so, are very good. You and I have a different impression of the – I. I put Jackson fairly high and I have, um, you know, I have Marquise Brown higher than I, than I did in season long, but uh, you and I have a different thought on who wins that game. You have, you have Las Vegas winning. Interesting. Which, which will, if you guys do not know, we will, I will definitely be keeping an eye on Tylen Wallace. Kev. I I loved him coming out. I'm I'm very interested to see if he can kind of step up with Bateman out. um, and kind of take over as, as that, uh, that next guy. Um, yeah, which we will do on Friday. For those of you who want to see our official picks, we will be live every Friday. Matt, myself, and Dennis, we will go over every single game, who you need to play, sleepers, all that good stuff. We'll also pick the games as well. Um, I think same same bat time, same Campus Canton channel, I'm pretty sure. We, we'll be about 530. Uh, so really there wasn't big differences in the three of our ranks. The, the biggest one, and I guess Jalen Hurts wasn't as bad as I thought. You have him much lower uh, than I do, but Brandon has him in the top 10 as well. Uh, you have him down at 17. I know you're not the biggest believer in Hurts. I think for me, it's more of I just expect him to kind of go out there the first possibly couple games and still look good. We'll see if defenses figure him out by then, but I think because of the rushing upside that he has, he'll do that a lot. That offensive line, I think, is going to be a lot better. I like Smith. I like Rager. He's got the weapons. If Sanders can stay healthy, Obviously, I don't think the Eagles are going to be great. I think I only picked him to get five wins on Monday. Uh, but I do think that Hurts can be a Blake Bortles-esque type fantasy player and that because of what he can do with his legs, he will get you a lot of garbage time points. That's kind of what I'm counting on uh, this week. Uh, your thoughts on Hurts? Because really, he is the only one that we're all really kind of separated out on. The rest of us are pretty evened out with all of our rankings this week. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's really I just don't don't believe in Jalen Hurts. And I I I don't know what it is, but I feel like he's gonna have a Daniel Jones type year too. It's it's very possible. I, there's one more before we jump on to running back. The the next biggest one I just noticed, uh, which Brandon unfortunately is not here to to give us his reasoning why. But yes, Joe Burrow in his top twelve, neither one of us have him even in our top fifteen. You have him at 19, and I have him at 20, yeah. which I will just say none of us look at each other's ranks when we do this either. So me and you came in pretty close there on Burrow, but he's got him up there at top 12. I don't see that this week. Are you – what you think maybe we're a little bit too low? Maybe Brandon's a little bit too bullish on Burrow? Um, so I would say my my thoughts on Burrow and um, 
you know, I'm going to be doing a weekly sit start piece for Campus to Cam that'll come out on Fridays. He's actually my uh, QB sit for this week. And it's not that I don't believe in Burroughs' talent or that I'm super afraid of the matchup because I think we saw the Vikings defense could be better, but it had plenty of room to grow. I think he's going to be a little bit rusty coming back. Um, and I think also, you know, I'm not so sure it's definitely a case of the yips for Jamar chase or maybe also a factor of he sat out an entire year they didn't give them a lot of time to play together and i think it's going to be a lot of kind of working into game shape getting over some of these things finding the right rhythm and chemistry i don't think he'll kill you but i like him more for 2021 season than i do for week one i i think they're going to be a little bit of a slow start and people that are hoping he's just going to roll out there and put up top 12 numbers are probably going to be a little bit disappointed in september and super pumped when he comes around october november i think it's going to take a little while for this offense to grow um together because you have to remember he didn't play a lot of games with Mixon last year either, uh, you know, with Mixon healthy, we don't know how great that line is. I was, you know, we talked about, I think they may run a little bit more to try to ease people into it. Um, I just think that has the potential to be an ugly game. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm right there with you. I definitely think Burrow's a top quarterback in dynasty, but we got to give him a couple weeks. Like I said, that, you know, we talked about it even before. They weren't even sure he was going to play week three of the preseason because he just wasn't 100% there yet. And I know he's gotten two weeks since then, but he really hasn't gotten any real game action. It's something I learned from the college football kickoff this past weekend. When those live bolts are coming at you and you're getting those live game reps, things change. And what you may have been doing in practice may not translate onto the field. I want to see him do it in a live game with real defenders. You know, in practice, he may be sitting there. He's got that red jersey on. Those defenders coming over there, it's two-touch. You're not getting hit. Now he's actually going to get hit come Sunday. So I'm, I'm looking forward to see what Burrow can do. Got him a little bit lower. I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes higher than 19 or 20 where we have him. But I think for the first couple of weeks, I'm going to kind of – probably move him down a little bit in my ranks and, and want to see it happen on the field. Right, so let's move over to running back. I'll give my top six really quick. Uh, at 12, I have Nick Chubb. Expect this to be a not a fairly high-scoring game, but a, a decent a decent scoring game, and Chubb getting a lot of run early in the game. I still expect the Browns to want to run the ball and kind of control the clock, but when you've got Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, and Travis Kelsey on the other side – those guys can score in a play, so I do expect the Browns to shift to a more pass-friendly offense later. Chubb should get a ton of the work early, and I do expect him to get some receiving work. At 11, I have Joe Mixon. We just talked about it. We don't trust that offensive line. I think they're going to rely on Mixon a ton uh, in this next game. Next up, you have Austin Eckler. Uh, he's going to get a lot of dump-offs from Justin Herbert. Obviously, I expect him to have a good game. At 9, I have James Robinson. You know, We, we have Travis Etienne out. Lawrence hasn't looked good. Uh, really, that whole offense hasn't looked good. You've got Daryl Bevelaire and Urban Meyer, who Urban Meyer traditionally run a very run-heavy offense, as has Daryl Bevel. So I expect James Robinson to get a ton of run this weekend. At eight, I have Jonathan Taylor. Carson Wentz back fully healthy, so now defenses do have to worry about the passing attack. expect Taylor to have himself a pretty decent game. And then at seven, I have Zeke Elliott. You know, I wanted to put him higher, but man, that Bucks defensive line is scary. Uh, but I do expect him to get some catches, a pretty good run tomorrow night. Having Dak back is definitely going to help him. Uh, so got him coming in at seven. Yeah, so for me at 12, I have uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, 
Zach Martin's missing, so they're missing one of the guards up there. Very stout defensive front. And, you know, as I said earlier, I think a lot of times these opening night games don't play out exactly how we expected. At 11, I have Gus Edwards. Uh, I think he's going to be heavily involved um, running as part of that Ravens offense. Uh, Not a matchup that particularly scares me with the Raiders. At 10, I have James Robinson. They're going against the Texans. I don't think the Texans' defense is great. I think they're going to be run heavy. Uh, at 9, I have Austin Eckler. Um, you know, I think he'll be involved as a rusher and a pass receiver, uh, especially against a defensive front that's coming quickly. I think he's going to get a lot underneath. Uh, number 8, I have Mixon. As I said, I think he'll be heavily involved. Um, the best friend of a quarterback working himself into shape is a running game. Uh, and then at 7, I have Jonathan Taylor. The Seahawks don't. Um, it's not a matchup that incredibly scares me, but I also think they're going to lean on the run. Wentz is slated to start, but he's coming off that broken foot. Didn't have a lot of preseason and training camp reps that you might expect. I think they'll ease him into it. They have no T.Y. Hilton. Um, you know, I think the running is the best aspect of their team right now. Yeah. Uh, so my top six this week, I've got Aaron Jones coming in at six. We just talked about what we think Aaron Rodgers can do. I think Aaron Jones is going to be able to eat in this game as well. We know he's going to get the catches and the rushes. Uh, I do think A.J. Dillon mixes in here and there, but as long as Jones is healthy, he's going to be the guy. Derrick Henry, again, I expect that to be a very high-scoring game. While he doesn't get a lot of catches, I expect him to run the ball early and often. I mean, let's be honest, even when Tennessee's down 20 points, they're still handing the ball off to Derrick Henry. So he's going to get his – I've got him uh, there at at five – for Antonio Gibson, I'm just expecting a big season out of Gibson. I was wrong on him last year. I was very hesitant about him coming in, you know, shifted from being a, a wide receiver slash running back in college. You know, Kenneth Gainwell had kind of kept him off the field uh, at times. So I was like, oh, what is he really going to be? He ended up looking phenomenal before the turf toe injury. Last year. I expect him to pick right back up onto that and do really good this season. Dalvin, these next three, well, I shouldn't say that. The next two I could swap back and forth. I went back and forth on Cook and Kamara. I had Cook at three, Kamara at two. Um, while I don't think the Saints are had a good game against Green Bay, I do expect Kamara's going to get probably five, six, seven catches. He's going to get receiving yards. He's going to get some rushing work, as is Dalvin Cook. We know that Kirk Cousins is not afraid to dump it off to him. And then number one is going to be CMC every single week until he gets hurt because he is just a different player and and i expect him to joe brady i bet is excited to have him back and ready to go this season and so i think an up, upgrade as well at quarterback with sam darnold yeah and it's come online i think defensively robert sala is gonna have to work with them a little bit uh before they you know are able to to make that move he's my number one as well cmc um at number six i have nick chubb Uh, You know, I like Chubb. I think he's going to have a good season. Uh, I think he, you know, I said I thought that was going to be a higher scoring. Number five, I have Aaron Jones. A lot of the same reasons you touched on. Number four, I have the guy that is the only member of the New Orleans State's offensive team picture, uh, Alvin Kamara. Uh, Number three, I have Henry. Um, You know, I think they're going to lean on him, uh, and they're going to need to score to stay up with Arizona. Number two, I have Dalvin Cook and then CMC at the top. All right, not really seeing many differences between the three of us here on our running backs. I mean, uh, you and uh, you and Brandon are a little bit lower on Zeke than I am, but really that's about it that I'm seeing. I'm not really seeing any other big differences. James Robinson, 
Oh, me and you are only one spot off. Hey, Brandon's a little bit lower. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about – go ahead. I was just going to say, you have Gibson a little bit higher. I still love Gibson this season. I don't have him quite as high because I don't think it's going to be an incredibly high-scoring game. The Chargers have a decent decent defense, especially up True. front with Joey Bosa and Kenneth Murray and Brandon Staley. That was one of the things he brought uh, to the Rams was a pretty stout front. So I think they may do a, a decent job holding him down. And I also think with Fitzpatrick, they're going to go down the field a little bit more, use Terry McLaurin, use Curtis Samuel, use Logan Thomas. So that's why I have him a little bit, you know, just outside the top 12. Uh, but that was probably you and I's biggest difference with the top 12. Yeah, I didn't even, I didn't, I honestly didn't even see that. I was, I was already clicking over to the wide receivers. I didn't realize that you, uh, we were that, that different on him. All right. So wide receivers at 12, I have Keenan Allen. Uh, I just, you know, I think he's another player that I was, uh, I, I feel like a lot of people were wrong on him. We, we were all a little, well, I wasn't worried about Justin Herbert, but a lot of people worried, will he have that kind of chemistry, chemistry and connection with Justin Herbert, once he took over, they got it right out right out the gate. They were phenomenal. I expect that to continue the season as long as he's healthy. I expect him to have a good game this weekend. At eleven, I have C.D. Lamb. Um, I know Cooper is still the one for Dallas, and I expect the Buccaneers to cover Cooper like that. I think Lamb is the overall better wide receiver, not quite the route runner Cooper is, but I think he's just the best wide receiver. On that team, I think he's going to be the one that has the good game here Thursday night, though I do have Cooper uh, at 13, so it's not like I have him far off. I have both those guys pretty high up. At uh, 10, I have A.J. Brown. Uh, We keep talking about we think this game's going to be high scoring. Brown, I think, is going to be the main recipient of that. Julio worries me a little bit this week. He did not practice. He's not been practicing. He's not played in any of the preseason games. I know he's a seasoned veteran, one of the best wide receivers of this past decade. Still a little leery about him getting out there and having that chemistry right off the bat with Ryan Tannehill not really doing much with him. So he's a little bit lower. I think Brown's going to have a good game. At nine, I have McLaurin. While I agree, the Chargers have a very good secondary uh, and a good defense overall. Terry McLaurin just gets open. And having a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick, he is not going to be afraid to force that ball to him. Or we kind of saw the last couple of years, the quarterbacks, they were a little bit afraid sometimes to kind of force the ball in there. So I think McLaurin's going to have a good game this week. And then at eight, I have Stephon Diggs. A little worried I might be too low on him, but Pittsburgh, they, I, I feel like Pittsburgh's going to be up for this game. They're going to have a good defense. I know they've got a good secondary. I don't necessarily trust that Joe Hayden, if that's who's covering Diggs, is going to be able to hold him down the entire time. But I think the options at the top of this list had me bump him down just a little bit. And seven, uh, I have Allen Robinson. Obviously, uh, not a great matchup, but Jalen Ramsey did not shadow Allen Robinson that much last year when they played this game. He moved all around the field. I'd expect him to be on Darnell Mooney at times as well. Andy Dalton, a little bit of a step. Not even say he's like this much of a step up, not this. It's this much of a step up over Mitchell Trubisky. So I think uh, Robinson could still go out there and have a decent performance just based on him getting a lot of catches. So those are my top or 12 through seven. Who do you have, Matt? Yeah, so at number 12, I see I have the Cowboys receivers back-to-back 12 and 13. I have Lamb at 13. I actually think he gets the number one coverage, and I have Cooper at 12. I think he ends up slightly higher. Again, I love those guys, but I think Thursday night going to be a little less scoring, and it's not a great matchup. Uh, then at 11, I have Allen Robinson. He gets Jalen Ramsey. I still think he gets his, but maybe not top five in that game. Yeah. Uh, and he's got to throw it to someone. 
Uh, 10, I have Terry McLaurin. Um, you know, he could get shadowed by Chris Harris, but uh, he is he's just a good player. Number nine, I have Keenan Allen. Um, I don't think Washington actually has a true number one corner, and I think that'll benefit. Um, they play great team defense, but they don't have that elite shutdown guy. I think that helps Keenan Allen. Number eight, I have uh, DK Metcalf. Um, I think he's he's going to have a game. Same thing. The Colts have a decent defense, but I don't think they have a true number one bell cow corner. And I think DK Metcalf is a special player. And number seven for me um, is Tyree Kill. Um, he's going to have a good season. I have Kelsey. I think it's a bigger Kelsey game. Um, it's just a feeling I have. So I think he'll be fine, top ten, but I don't think he's number one. Yeah, Hill was – it's hard for me to rank Hill because obviously I want the Browns to shut him down, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, Ward for the most part did do a good job on him at times in the in the playoff game, but did get beat. The difference being they have Johnny Johnson there now, and hopefully Grant Delpit will be healthy. They can put someone over top. Maybe they are able to slow down Tyree Kill. That being said, I, I, I wasn't sure, so I still have actually Hill coming in at six because uh, I just expect all it takes is that one play really for Hill to have the, have a good day, right? And so I think he can at least get one big play against the Browns. So I have him up at six. At five, I have DK Metcalf. Uh, four, Justin Jefferson. I expect him to just continue having uh, the con- having a continuance of last season. Three, Calvin Ridley. He's the one. Um, I have Cal Pitts pretty high, too, this week. But Ridley, I think, is going to be a main benefactor here of Matt Ryan. At two, Devontae Adams. Um, and one DeAndre Hopkins. I think those two are likely most weeks going to be fighting it out for the top couple spots uh, because they're just so damn good. You know, we just talked earlier. We think uh, Arizona Tennessee game is going to be a a shootout. Hopkins is likely going to be one of the main benefactors. I also think Rondell Moore could have a sneaky good game. We'll talk more about that on Friday. Obviously, I have him pretty high up in our wide receiver ranks. But who are your top six? Uh, so my top six, number six, I have Devontae Adams, just because I, I don't think they'll need him to be all, all world. I I think Green Bay pretty easily wins that game. Uh, number five, I have Stephon Diggs. Um, the Steelers have a decent defense. I just think Diggs uh, has really has something and seemed kind of matchup-proof last year. I have the same number four as you, Justin Jefferson. Uh, I think the Vikings will, will need him and will rely on him. Number three for me is A.J. Brown. The Cardinals don't have Patrick Peterson anymore, and Malcolm Butler retired. They do not have an elite corner, um, so I think he's going for a good game. Number two, I have DeAndre Hopkins because uh, I saw Tennessee's defense last year. And number one, I have Calvin Ridley, who uh, he's my number one overall for for the 2021 season. Um, nothing about Philadelphia's secondary convinces me I should yeah. drop him this week. Um, so the biggest – a uh, separator here in the rankings that I'm seeing, and I hope, I am praying that I am dead wrong. Well, there's two, actually. I didn't see this one. Uh, so I'm much higher. Well, Deontay makes sense for me. Um, actually, now that I see that, it makes more sense because you and Brandon believe more in, like, uh, Juju. You guys have yep. had Juju much higher than I do. I have Deontay because I, I feel like he's the one. So that one actually makes sense. Well, the I think one, he's going to get the top coverage, too, this week. I think he's the outside guy who's going to draw Tredavious White. Oh, wait a minute. No, Brandon has Claypool the highest. Oh, so we're split on the wide receivers for Pittsburgh. Interesting. You have Juju. He has Claypool. I have Deontay. Um, So the biggest one that I'm seeing, and I, this is where I will say I hope to God that you two are right and that I am wrong, 
and that is Odell Beckham Jr. I have him down at 33. Matt, you have him at 21, and Brandon Brandon has him at 22. So I expect it to be a high-scoring game, and I hope that I am wrong, but I feel that for me – I've loved Odell since before he was a Brown. I've got to see it because um, him and Baker have never really had that chemistry. And the one thing I know Stefanski will not do that Kitchens did is force the ball to Odell. Stefanski's just going to call plays, and if the play's not there, it's not going to him. Uh, so I'm a little worried if he'll have a big game, but I hope I'm wrong on that one. Yeah, you got to put up points to hang with or to have a chance to beat the, the Chiefs. And I had Baker – up there he has to throw it to somebody all right so let's go ahead and do our tight ends really quick before we get into the thursday night football game so at 12 i have mike Asiki. um i expect him to to go out there and have a good game here for miami uh 11 tyler higby i'm probably wrong on this one but i feel like everett's gone they're going to use the tight end eventually, right? It's not going to be Jacob Harris. Of course, it is going to end up being Jacob Harris, but I, I do think that Higby could go out there and have a decent game. At uh, 10, I have Dallas Goddard. Um, while Ertz is still there, I think they've, they've clearly kind of signaled that Goddard is their future and expect him to be a main part of that passing attack with Smith and Rager. At 9, I have Jonu Smith. I think he is the tight end to own in New England, which is unfortunate for me because I have a lot of shares of Hunter Henry. Uh, but Jonu is the guy that I think is going to be a main part of that offense and have a good game here against Miami. Uh, at 8, I have Robert Tanyan. Again, I, we we expect Green Bay to roll in this game. And Tanyan, will, I, he's the one that worries me a little bit because I, I really could see him falling off this year uh, based on just having really the one season of success. Uh, but I do think he could have go out there at least have a decent game here in week one. And then at seven, I have uh, Noah Fant. Uh, again, I think him and Judy are probably the biggest recipients of having a game manager like Teddy Bridgewater as your quarterback. So I expect Fant to get a pretty decent size um, volume or de- decent amount of volume in this game this week for Denver with uh, with Teddy back there. Yeah, hoping he plays. Um, he's been a little uh, banged up. That would. That would be a bummer. I actually um, think Teddy's going to use the tight end quite a bit. I have both Fant and Albert O in my top 24 this week. Uh, 12 for me, I have Hunter Henry. Uh, I think the Patriots are going to use their tight ends. Uh, 11, I have Dallas Goddard. Um, 10, I went with Tanya. Uh, you know, I think he'll have a decent role in the passing game. Number nine, I went with John O. Smith. I have both Patriots tight ends top 12 because um, I think they'll be the end up being the primary receivers <laughs> at number eight. I have no fan. Um, I expect uh, heavy usage of tight end in Denver. The giants were not good against the tight end last year. Yeah. haven't been good against the tight end for a couple of years. And then at seven, I have Logan Thomas uh, for Washington. All right. So, Oh, wow. Whoops. That's a my bad guys. I'm going to be honest. I didn't rank Logan Thomas. He would be in my top 10, but he's not currently on there. I don't know how I overlooked him. I, I, I was just used to Logan, Logan Thomas. I'm like, Thomas. wait a minute. I don't. I actually love Logan Thomas this year. I have him on a couple of my. I'm like, you said Logan Thomas. I'm like, wait a minute. I mean, no, yeah, he's probably like, my top six. And then like I looked at my top six ends. and I'm like, oh, I don't have Logan Thomas in my top six either. Oh, whoops. Um, so if just looking at my ranks here, I would probably actually have him at six. 
which would then bump Fant down to eight because at six I have Kyle Pitts. I would put Pitts at seven. So Logan Thomas, you know, we'll just throw him in there. I will get that updated before those go live. Uh, Kyle Pitts I have coming in at six. Again, Calvin Ridley uh, is really the only other guy on that offense that worries me. I think Pitts is going to get the volume. He's likely going to be top six, seven for me every single week. I think he's going to be a main piece of that offense. At five, I have Hawkinson just purely based on volume. You know, I know that obviously he doesn't play wide receiver like Cooper Cup did, but I could see him being the Cooper Cup for Jared Goff there um, in Detroit along with Amon Ross St. Brown. Hawkinson is very sure-handed. As long as he is healthy, I think he's going to have a massive year for the Lions. At four, I have George Kittle. He'd be higher, but I want to see it whole year pretty much missed because of the injury. Love Kittle. I think he's one of the, I think he's the best tight end. I guess you could argue Travis Kelsey. I just love the way that Kittle plays the game, but I, I want to see it out there. So he comes in at four, three, Darren Waller, even though I think Las Vegas is not going to have a good game. I know Matt disagrees. Uh, Waller is just, he's Waller the baller for a reason. He's going to have a good game. I have Andrews at two. I mentioned, I think I apparently I th- that game, I think is going to be a very good game, like high scoring. Um, but I, I think Andrews is also one of the guys who's going to be, um, uh, what's it? A uh, benefit of Lamar Jackson passing the ball a lot. So I have met two in the number one Kelsey. Uh, the Browns could not cover him in the playoffs last year. Not much to change for them at the linebacker position. You know, maybe if they put Johnny Johnson on him uh, to kind of come down and help out a little bit, we'll see. Uh, but Kelsey, I expect, is going to have a pretty good day against the Browns this weekend. Yeah, at six for me, I have TJ Hawkinson. He's dealing with a little bit of an AC joint issue. Um, hopefully. I think he's still going to get a ton of targets, so I didn't drop him out of top six, but I put him a little lower. Number five, I have Kyle Pitts. Uh, I think he's good. Number four, Mark Andrews. I do expect he uh, he's going to be heavily involved for the Ravens. Number three, Darren Waller. Um, same for the Raiders. He's the Raiders wide receiver one. Uh, although I did uh, I did put uh, Brian Edwards in the top forty. I'm I'm willing it to happen. I just want to go on record. I'm willing it to happen now that John Brown's gone. Uh, number two, I have George Kittle. He is always healthy to start the season. He's the 49ers' best receiver. They may not know what they're doing at quarterback, um, and they may have a weird rotation at running back, but George Kittle, I feel confident, is going to be good. I'm at number one, Kelsey. All right, so let's get into it. Thursday night football, we have the kickoff of the 2021 season. The Dallas Cowboys heading to Tampa Bay to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's start on the Buccaneers side here. No serious injuries, though. Godwin was added to the injury report late with a quad injury. That's obviously not a great sign when that happens. I believe it was yesterday. So on a Tuesday, you're two days away from the game. I do think there's a realistic shot that even if he does play, he may be more of like a decoy out there. The quad injury, they didn't specify how serious it was, but the fact that it happened two days before a game, um, I, I don't think is a great sign. Definitely, if you have him in your line of something to watch and pay attention to the pregame stuff, any of us on Twitter will be talking about it, I'm sure. Make sure to watch for that because we haven't gotten any real news on that, and, and that is one thing that worries me. So- it looks like right. they just updated their official injury report for tomorrow, and he's not on there. Okay, so, so that that he is must definitely be playing. Good. Yeah. So I guess that it's, I was going to ask if Godwin is limited. Do you think AB is the benefit there? Probably don't have to worry about that now. If they're if they're not listing him on the injury report, we should expect him to be good to go. So you're starting Brady. You're starting. You're starting uh, Godwin, Mike Evans. 
Is that it? Do you feel safe starting anybody else here on the Buccaneers side? And what are you expecting from this offense against the Dallas Cowboys defense where last we saw them, if the campus to Canton team was playing them, we might actually put up a touchdown, at least one touchdown against them because they did not look good. Yeah. I mean, I, I think their defense is going to be improved. Um, I do have Godwin and Evans a little bit lower. Um, I also have AB up in my top 35, so I probably would consider flexing him. The bigger question is, I don't know what the tight end usage is going to be. So, you know, maybe you have to start Gronkowski because you need a dart throw. But if you have other options, I'm, I'm holding off. Same with the running game. I suspect Ronald Jones is probably the lead guy and that they used Giovanni Bernard in a similar way to how James White was used with the Patriots. But those are all guesses until we see it out there. We don't know what happens with Leonard Fournette. We don't know. So I'm yeah. probably staying away from the backs uh, for this first game. And so for Dennis Assad, since he, he will not be able to join us on Thursdays, but he gives us notes. He has Brady as QB8, uh, so he's obviously expecting him to have a good game. This is where – so the running back thing breakdown here for him is very interesting. He has Ronald Jones at 18, Geo at 37, and uh, regular season Lenny here at 42, uh, which is much different than mine. I have Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette closer and then Geo a little bit farther down. But both those are in the 30s for me. I, I do not have Rojo as a, as a RB2. I don't think – I think that's the one part of the Cowboys defense I trust the most is that defensive line. Well, I think the Bucks have a decent offensive line. I'm not sure they're going to get the run really going, so I don't believe in that run game at all. Um, for the wide receivers, he has Evans at 16, Godwin at 22, AB at 33, and then Gronk at 15. So he yeah, he's pretty I, much looks like the same path as you with the – like if, if you – can flex a b do so he's got him right uh, right there as like a, a wide receiver three yeah and i'm more in line with you with tampa's running backs i have ronald jones at 33 i have geo a few spots below that and i don't have Fortnite in the top 60 i i think he ends up being the kind of odd dude out but i'm ready yeah. to be wrong nothing would surprise me at this point yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I'm hoping he's wrong just because uh, in the last-minute draft that we put together, I got auto-picked him in, like, the 12th round, unfortunately. For whatever reason, according to MFL, he was the best player on the board, which I refuse to believe, but whatever. Uh, and so I'm hoping Leonard Fournette has a good year because I need him until my running backs from the college side come up. But uh, MFL was yeah. programmed by uh, Fournette's mother, so... Makes sense now. Makes sense. I'm surprised I didn't get auto-picked him earlier. I was trying to pull up, Mom, but I, I can't seem to find where I had them. There we go. Um, where, where are you at? Where are you at? This is just great podcasting here. Ronald Jones, I have met 36. So I'm at 36. I do have Fournette in my top uh, 60. I have met 41. And then Geo. Where you at, Joe? I just saw you 52. So I, I like I said, I'm, I knew I wasn't all in on this offense, uh, this running game. Yeah, you made me nervous. That right there shows you. Check that I didn't drop. I'm pretty sure I dropped Fournette all the way out. But I'm gonna. I just wouldn't more, be surprised if they use all three of them. I have Geo at 38, um, Jones at 33, and I didn't. I did not put Fournette up in there, but. Again, I wouldn't be surprised if he mixes mixes in, yeah. which is part of why I have them down there. I wouldn't be surprised if they use Keyshawn Vaughn for that matter, or if they yeah. use Antonio Brown on end arounds. I mean, 
Who's who's Keyshawn Vaughn? Is there, is there is there actually a player named Keyshawn Vaughn on that roster? I was, like Keyshawn Vaughn's one of the few uh, elite running backs from the class of 2020 that's healthy enough to play this season. He won't play, but he's healthy. Enough uh, to play. That's that's true. Unfortunately, he everybody thought they were getting a steal with him at the end of the first round, and uh, that did not has not won't work out. And I was one of the people who was eye on Vaughn, so I'm gonna have to likely eat my words one day with him. Let's go to the Cowboys side. The big one, we talked a little bit about it on Monday. Zach Martin out uh, with COVID does not look, even though he was fully vaccinated, doesn't look like he's going to be able to get back in time for the game tomorrow. Uh, there uh, was talk. He's, which I, he's I, officially I, on the out list. Yeah. It looks, I'm looking at injury. He's officially out, Imagine. but on um, Monday, Dennis had worried about Lyle Collins. He's not on the injury list anymore. So, so maybe at least one piece of good news. Yeah, I, and I will say I did mess that up on Monday. I forgot that if they are vaccinated, that doesn't test necessarily mean they missed that much time. So Jameson Crowder is possibly a, a play on Sunday. We'll talk more about that on Friday's episode. I said that he was going to be out. That's why I was I was bringing that up about Zach Martin. Uh, but let's go ahead. Uh, what are you expecting here from the Cowboys? I mean, again, you get Dak back. There's a lot of really big names on this. You know, we both have – well, while in different orders, we have Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb in our top 13 at wide receiver with a good Bucks defense. They were very good. You've got Zeke, Tony Pollard, Michael Gallup. You know, what do they do at the tight end? Dalton Schultz, Blake Jarwin. Is, is Pollard getting involved? Let's start with the running backs. We both have Zeke pretty low. You still expect him to go out there and have a decent game. Uh, this obviously against and Thursday, or are you worried maybe they mix Pollard in if Zeke starts to struggle? But what are your kind of thoughts on this game with them? No, I, th- I think Zeke still finishes as a low end RB one. I do have Pollard in the top uh, sixty, but I have him down in the fifties. You know, I think he'll get some work, but I don't think he's a real threat. The reason I have Zeke lower is it's a, a, a good defensive matchup, and they're missing an offensive lineman, uh, which I think will impact some of the upside. I still think. Um, Cooper and Lamb will have decent games. I still think Dak has a decent game, you know, maybe dropped him a few spots. Gallup, I dropped a few spots too. I have him more in wide receiver four territory. I think it's going to be a good game. The only thing that scares me is, you know, if we end up with a like 17 to 10 game, because it's the opener and Dallas is another one, you know, Dak went out in, the midway point of the fifth game last year didn't play a lick in preseason. Most of these Cowboys didn't play in preseason Cooper coming off of ankle surgery, the same surgery that Michael uh, Thomas had, you know, he's much further along and it, this is the defending Super Bowl champions at home. The defending Super Bowl champions are 13 and three. Uh, in this opening night game. Now, one of those three losses was a Giants team that lost to a Cowboys team. So if you're looking for a ray of hope there. But I I just think, you know, if this game's happening in November, I think we see a game that's in the high 30s. It's a fantasy bonanza, maybe. The game happening on September 9th, the game's in the 20s. And we have to moderate our expectations a little bit. Yeah, and I think we can almost take a page out of uh, what we saw from the college football games this weekend, too. Those first couple weeks, it always seems like the defense is ahead of the offenses. It's just a little bit easier for them. So I do think we're going to see it again. Tampa Bay, you know, we talked about it last year because I did not expect them to do as good as it is. I didn't think that defense was going to be 
quite as good. They were actually pretty good the year with Jameis. I thought maybe they would take a little bit of a step back. They didn't. They've gotten better, and I think they're still going to be one of the better defenses this year. Then you do have Tom Brady and everything on the other side. I'm playing – I'm not – sorry, not Gallup. Playing Lamb, playing Cooper, Zeke, Dak. That's really it. Those are the ones I really feel comfortable about. If you had to take a shot at tight end, I think Jarwin is going to be the guy. But I don't know how – they've already said they're going to mix and match both of them. I don't know you're going to get a lot out of either one of them. I mean, Schultz had the really good year last year, but we got to remember Jarwin, I think was week one, he he tore his his ACL last year. So he yeah. was out all year, and Schultz was the benefactor of that. So I think Jarwin could be the guy. But I, if, if, you're poss- if possible, I'm avoiding both those guys right now until I get some clarity. So really it's just the top guys for Dallas – any other thoughts on the Cowboys here before we pick them? That, that, that is your team. We know, besides the Denver Broncos, you love yourself some Dallas Cowboys. I think this is an NFC Championship game preview. We just uh, unfortunately get it as the first game of the season. All right, so who are you picking to win this game? Uh, I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Later in the season, uh, you know, in the playoffs, I think Dallas can can overturn them. But Buccaneers are at home, defending Super Bowl champion. They have the advantage of coming back with a core of people that that learned and grew and and played together last year. They were also much more aggressive about playing these guys in the preseason. So I think they're going to come out a little bit more ready to roll um, than Dallas. I think it's going to take Dallas a couple weeks to get on track. Uh, Dennis is taking the Buccaneers, as am I. I do expect it to be a close game. I'm going 27-24 Buccos. I think they end up coming away with the win here of a very competitive game. A little bit high scoring, but not too uh, not too high scoring. Uh, so that will do it for us today. A little bit of housekeeping so that you guys know, again, we will be live, Matt, myself, Matt, and Dennis, on Friday, probably 5.30 Central, 6.30 Eastern, 4.30 Mountain West Pacific, right? Is that correct? I always forget yeah. what the last one is there. Um, we will uh, be live then to go over. We will recap the Thursday night game and go over every single game except for the Monday night football game. We'll get Dennis to pick on it, but Matt and myself will preview that game on Monday as we do do a podcast on Monday. Or maybe we won't. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. We'll figure that out on Friday. Um, You can also catch us at Camps to Canton Live every Saturday. Bookend your Saturday. Saturday morning with the tailgate, you'll have Austin, myself, Colin, uh, to go over all the big news. Chris Mosley, all the big news. We'll talk about players to play, DFS. um, And then in the second hour of the tailgate, you'll get strictly DFS to help you set your lineups, who's injured, and, and, and uh, over-unders, all that good stuff for the college football side. And then at night, as soon as the big game ends, which is Michigan-Washington this week, well, you're going to watch that. I have no idea. But it is the late-night game on the on, on ABC. Watch it. A lot of those guys are. and it's just yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll worry about Michigan another day of the week. Uh, but uh, we will be live as soon as that game ends with Coast to Coast. We'll wrap up everything that happened that day. We'll give you the players to watch out for, pick up on your waiver wires, and any big news that broke throughout the day. So definitely make sure to check that out. Matt, you've got one final thing for us before we get out of here. 
Yep. So only one day left if you want to get into the draft accuracy rankings competition uh, to post your ranking set on fantasynation.com. It's free. Just go to fantasynation.com slash ranker. If you sign up and put in your draft rankings uh, by tomorrow before the season kicks off, you have a chance to win 500 at the end of the season. And then you can do week to week rankings. Dennis and I are in there. We have our draft rankings up there. Uh, and then I have just put my uh, week one in there as well. All right. So everybody enjoy the game. Most of you will probably listen to this Thursday. So enjoy the game tonight. Should be a really good one between the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. And we will catch you guys again on Friday. Prepare for glory. I don't know if you got your pop on there. you got your pop on there. I came out the one line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me. Golly. Oh, they tackle him at the 40-yard line. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? <laughs> <laughs>